0: life and it's ending one minute at a time i was blind but now i see working jobs we hate so we can buy shit we don't need ideas if you had one shot everything i'd ever read heard seen was now organized and available now you fucking khakis life moves pretty fast the biohacking secret show In today's show, I sit down with three-time Canadian national bodybuilding champion, Wade Lightheart. And what's even crazier is Wade became a three-time champion on a raw vegan diet, which is almost unheard of in the bodybuilding community. Wade's an excellent example of how people can thrive on a raw diet, and he's an amazing resource of health knowledge, so get your notepads ready. We dive into all sorts of fun topics about nutrition, training, fasting, enzymes, and his awesome health system, which stands for air, water, exercise, sunshine, optimizers, mental, which includes beliefs and attitudes, and education, which includes testing and coaching. Wade is a master of stacking daily habits that produce optimal results, so if you're looking to fill in some gaps in your daily routine for optimizing physical and mental performance, this is definitely an interview you're going to want to listen to. So without further ado, please sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Wade Lightheart. Hey, everyone. I know you'll enjoy the interview. If you'd like to learn more of my top biohacking secrets, get a free copy of my best-selling book called The Biohacker's Guide to Upgraded Energy and Focus for free at biohackersguide.com. It's over 500 pages of my top biohacks, and I'll send it to you for free if you cover a small shipping cost. Get your free copy at biohackersguide.com. I'm really excited to talk, especially about structured water and the Kangen machine and and some of the other... um, I was doing some research on you and, and some of the cool things that you're involved with for upgrading cellular energy and kind of uh, your awesome approach, we'll call it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so, before we get into water, if you could share, you've got a background in bodybuilding as well, and, and in particular, yeah. vegan bodybuilding or vegetarian bodybuilding. Well, it, it was an evolution. Okay, uh, yeah, if you could share your story, that'd be awesome.
1: Sure, sure. So, uh, basically, you know, 15, 15- Got My parents moved to like five miles to my nearest later in the middle of the woods. My sister was sick. Uh, They were kind of focused on that. I had nothing to do. I couldn't be anywhere. So I read Arnold Schwarzenegger's book, uh, Education of a Bodybuilder. And I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And I built a gym in my garage because there was no gyms. And I started training Rocky style, right? And I I got this crazy idea that I was going to be a bodybuilder and sell nutritional supplements and travel the world one day. And I to preached to my family, they thought, you know, I'm going out in snowsuits and stuff in the winter. It's 40 below, and I'm out in a snowsuit training in the ground. And what anybody said to me, it doesn't matter because Arnold is my new God. Right. And uh, so I went through that whole scene, and uh, I had like just the worst genetics for the sport. I had nothing going for me. But I did, after 10 years, win my provincial championships, went to the national championships a year later realized that I was never going to be Ronnie Coleman. So I left the sport and, and you know, I, I like competitive stuff and went out onto the West Coast. I had a nutritional supplement deal, opened up a store, created a training thing, kind of rocked and rolled for a few years. I had some big success, got crazy, partied my ass off, went into a whole thing, and then uh, kind of came full circle, found a kind of meditative path and said, you know what, I'm going to go win the national championships as a vegetarian bodybuilder. I read a book called The Holy Science in 2001 just kind of explaining how the body works. And I'm like, you know, I'll try it. I I tried it for a week. I was like, okay. I tried it for two weeks. I'm like, okay. I was like, I'll go another two weeks. I went two weeks. I went, I said, I'm done a month. Let's see if I can do another month. I had this vision I'm going to dry up and blow away. And uh, after two months, I just said, all right, I'm done. And that was it. And sure enough, two years later, uh, I captured the... The Canadian national title, went to the Mr. Universe, uh, went to India, was going to give up on the world and go to an ashram, uh, right. spent some time in an ashram before and after the event in India, and then these guys like, you know, you're not, you're supposed to be in the world in this lifetime, so I said, all right, so I went back and. Rebuilt my career, and, and then Matt and I got involved in selling bodybuilding products after that. Because like, dude, this is a crazy story. I can sell this. And I'm like, you're making money online? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but the one thing I would say is after the 03 contest uh, that I did, I gained 42 pounds of fat and water after the Mr. Universe contest. I was, on a con- I was in contest condition for about nine months straight,
0: which was pretty extreme. What, what type I- of effect does that have on the body, on your mood?
1: Well, if you, if, if you were to discuss, if you talk to Matt, who was witness to it, and most of my close friends around me, they said it was the greatest will drill they ever saw. I, I was just, just kind of went to a place, and like Muhammad Ali says in his book, he, when he was getting beat up, he just went to the clown room. You know, people would ask him, what's going on? I'm like, you know, another day in paradise, man. <laughs> I, was, I was so focused on what I was going to do, but I felt like garbage. I was in all kinds of joint pain. Didn't sleep that much, but I was hurting all the time. Like, because you're so hungry for so long that you, you you become that starving animal. Like, you know, like let's go hunt something at night or something while I'm sleeping. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. But, anyways, uh, I met a doctor. He started teaching me about acid alkaline balance, enzymes, and probiotics, all these different things. And, and I'd met him before I started. Like, I was about three or four months into that prep. I met him, and I was like, First off, this guy was like, he was just lit up. He was like in his 80s, and he's like so smart. And he's so sharp. And he's so vibrant. And he's just like, I was like, okay, this guy's doing something, right? But everything he's telling me to do is totally against the bodybuilding rule. So, so I've, I've, I'm stuck in that paradigm problem. You're used to you know? slugging
0: down shakes and bars and,
1: right. and, and, and tons and tons of animal protein. And, and, and the, the, the misnomer that people think that fit is healthy. I was really fit. I was really lean. You know, I was really strong and great cardio, but I was an internal disaster.
0: Yeah. When you were in contest prep, if someone saw you on the street, they would think that you looked great, right? Absolutely. And that was when you weren't sleeping. You felt you were achy, mood not so oh, good. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I was a zombie. Se- sex drive?
1: Nothing. Nothing, right? I mean, all quality of life. <laughs> She's in the toilet. Yeah. There's, there's, no, there's nothing good going on other than when I get to feed for that 10 seconds it takes me to annihilate my food. Yeah. And I get a burst for about 30 minutes, and then that's it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's
0: your dream, right? You know, when your dream can kill you. I think sometimes and- we need to go there just to see what we're capable of and then to realize that we don't want to go there again. Well, that
1: was it, you know, I mean, I, as I said to people, you know, I was a pretty well-known trainer here in Vancouver and, you know, had a successful business and I, I remember getting done that and I'm going, well, here I have all these people following me and I've just taken it to the absolute extreme. You, you can't go any further on the extreme zone. And I feel like garbage. I, 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 there's something wrong with what I'm doing. I'm out of integrity. Uh, you know, I'm. This is where I'm leading people. Maybe it takes them five years or ten years or fifteen years or twenty years, but that's ultimately what I'm, I'm doing. Some kind of damage inside of my body. That was the aha moment. You know, just spun off from there. And this, and then I got really into the holistic side. But I found that there was a lot of holistic guys that. Well, number one, a lot of them were obsessed with detox. So it's all about detox. So these guys that had glowing skin and they were a buck thirty. <laughs> I don't want to be that six feet tall. I didn't want to be that guy. You know, I looked at him and I'm like, good wind's gonna blow this guy away. Yeah. Then there's the bodybuilding guys, which is like 400 grams of protein day, and 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 every living animal we can consume that, and you know the descended bellies and all of that. I'm like. I don't want that either, but I, I need to find this guy in between that's got the performance and has got the help. It took me four years to kind of figure out all the components, and then I tested it. I was like, okay, well, let's see if I can get in shape, and I got in shape for the national championship in three and a half weeks. What I did is I compressed it. Four months, a four-month training program, what I would do in four months, and did it in three and a half weeks. Got fifth in the world that time, 13th the first time. Felt great. Didn't have to do any crazy stuff. I'm, la- I'm backstage with all the, like, it was, like, the full circle because I didn't even care about the contest. It was just really interesting inserting myself back in and seeing everybody where I used to be. And here I am, happy guys, having a great time, feeling good. And I was like, okay, now I got something I can share with the public.
0: Was, was the biggest switch between those two world championships the dietary component?
1: I would say that there's three big things, enzymes and probiotics, those two things, because that got my digestive health and got me able to assimilate my food and it also got me to eliminate garbage out of my system. That, those two things were really big. What, what enzymes and, and probiotics do you take? Well, I take my own. Uh, you do? We build, we, we build mass enzymes. What happened is I, I started taking this doctor's enzymes and probiotics. Matt and I wanted to sell it. I went and met with this doctor, and then I went to one of his seminars. He grabbed my hand, held onto my hand for about 15 minutes while he's in the middle of this seminar. And then he kind of walks away and looks at me. And at the end of the seminar, I was like, How do I get these products? He looks and he goes, You'll get the products, you just got to go through the right channels. Four weeks later, I wrote my first enzyme formulation. We got a company put it together, and that's been, we've got guys on that product for 12 years. Really? Because after that point, my understanding of enzymes, how they work, and when I went with the lab guys to help me build it, and because I wanted to do something for people that worked out, people that exercised, people that used a lot of protein, because the other guys I found were low on proteases and things like that. And I thought, this isn't going to help the fitness guys. That helps sick people. But what's going to help the fitness guys? So I went down that road, and I wrote the sequence out, and I said, I don't know if we can build it. So we called the, the, these enzyme guys that build it, the guys in the white coats, and they're like, well, no one's really done that before. I said, "Yeah, I know, but I want this for myself. This is what I, you know, like it's expensive and you know all that whole thing." I'm like, "Just, just send. so they put all the little precursors that makes it work better and all that stuff." And uh, it's been a big seller for us ever since. You know, and I, I live on that stuff. What, <laughs> like what, all the time.
0: what's the what's the name of that? If uh, we want to check it out,
1: I right, can go to Bio optimizers and we'll we'll put a link here. We'll give you a link so
0: you can grab those in there. That's our company. Very cool, very cool. All right, so enzymes made a big difference. Probiotics made a big difference.
1: Yeah, those two things because, you know, the bottom line is what, you know, you can read a great book for everyone to check out is Enzyme Nutrition by Dr. Edward Howell. He's kind of the pioneer of enzymes. And he said the average 40-year-old has less than 30% of the enzymes they start out with birth. And enzymes, every metabolic activity, every nutrient delivery, every vitamin and mineral, every, everything from thinking to blinking requires an enzymatic transition. So these are the workers, and, and, and a probiotic is kind of like a specialized version of enzymes that, 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 you know, it's like a whole tribe of specific ones that work in your body. So it's pretty neat when you get into this stuff, and so he talks about this, and he looked at, you know, the one thing they know about longevity is the people that eat the less tend to live the longest. That's the one thing they seem to get across. So why is that? Well, if you're eating cooked food, you don't. it doesn't have the enzymes present in it, and you have to manufacture your own enzymes. And where do you manufacture them? Smooth muscle and striated muscle. So every person kind of gets to a point where increasing their protein intake doesn't work anymore for building muscle. The, the downside of the increased protein is because they're, they're at their protein turnover ratio, which is really an enzymatic issue. And that changes as we get older. People know they don't recover as quickly. People know they don't have as much energy. They notice their skin starts to sag. They know all these are different issues or they start having bloating from foods that didn't bother them in the past. Well, and it's because they can't digest that food. And then there's, they're correlated. So the enzymes handle the first part of digestion. So it's like cutting the grass. And in the, in, the, in the backside of the process, the inside the intestines and everything is where the probiotics kind of mulch the grass and makes it so it can transport into the system. Now, if you miss one of those two components, now you don't have a complete protein you take from striated muscle or smooth muscle from that. The other thing is your body will use striated muscle or smooth muscle to manufacture enzymes which are metabolically uh, costly. So a bodybuilder eats a lot of protein way more than the regular population. North Americans eat more than the rest of the world, and bodybuilders eat even way more than you know. strength athletes of all sorts. We're constantly worried about protein. Well, guess what? We're putting more demand on our system than anybody else, so we're accelerating the aging process on one level. We're getting the benefits of exercise and fitness and a great system, but cellularly, metabolically speaking, we're actually aging that process. We're slowing the machine down because... If I'm a tiger, when a tiger goes out into the jungle and kills some zebras, let's say he attacks a zebra or a lion, he's eating that zebra in a raw state. When a killer whale eats a seal, it's eating it in a raw state. When a when a when um uh, a cow eats grass, it eats the plants in, in its natural state.
0: Everything except us,
1: right? We're the only <laughs> people that eat enzyme deficient foods. And right. what Hal does in that book is he actually took populations of animals and started feeding them cooked food. Versus non-cooked food, and guess what? The cooked food animals didn't live as long as the non-cooked food. So that kind of spawned the raw food movement. But the raw food movement, the problem with the raw food movement is, and I I tried a raw food diet for two years, by the way. I didn't eat one thing cooked for two years. To experiment with it. The problem with it, number one, is to get the protein content into your body if you're lifting. is tough. tough. Two, I believe believe the plant strength, the, the actual nutrient quantity, the protein component of food for plants is, is it what it used to be. So for example, you had wheat at the turn of the century that was about 90% protein, now it's less than seven, that's how people could live on bread two or three hundred years ago. You know, So monoculture and hybrids and fertilization exhaust minerals out of the soil, that forces the protein inside the plants to convert to enzymes in order to grow the food. So same as people. So now we've got these convoluted problems where we have people that are on hormones from milk and this and that. They're getting all these hormones and things. So we've got these huge, giant people. Now, way bigger. People are bigger and stronger than they ever were before because of the drugs inside the food chain, yet or in their organs, they're weaker because they're growing at the expense of their system. So they're getting ill and they're getting sick and they're breaking bones and they're getting concussions and they're getting all these different things that didn't exist you know, 20 years ago. So it's a convoluted uh, component.
0: So uh, that, that was a kind of a long rant. but uh, it, it makes a lot of sense. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on how protein, how do you find that sweet spot? Essentially, and, and we'll talk about and water in, in just a minute too because yeah. we, we focus a lot on the food component. But mm-hmm. water and sunlight and all these other things play a, play a big part in human energy. As we eat less, we have a tendency to experience more energy. Now, do you you attribute that to less stress on the enzymatic systems? Do you attribute that to less free radicals being produced in the metabolic breakdown of the food? What what are your thoughts? Both. Okay. Uh, It's both uh, from my perspective. So I'm going to
1: cite a guy by the name of Dr. Hiromi Shinya. Uh, He's the leading colon expert in the world. He developed the Shinya technique from removing polyps. The guy has the dubious distinction of
0: scoping 370,000 colips. I like how you did that movement when you were describing his technique for removing polyps <laughs> yeah, with your yeah. hand and pulling it towards you, you, <laughs> you know, like I'm you've saying. done it before. <laughs> oh, maybe.
1: Uh, he's a kung fu ambidextrous doctor. Very interesting. He wrote a book called The Enzyme Factor and The Microbe Factor, New York Times bestsellers, Like, sold millions of copies. He's, he's really well respected. Just retired recently, 80 years old. And he, what he found inside people's colons—the number two things he found was milk-based proteins and red meat proteins. He said this is the two things that he found, like cheese and stuff like this, and 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 steak. And, and he's got some great videos you can check them out online. Yeah. And he shows them going into the colons, right? What was what was his name again? How do you spell the, his last name? Shinya, S H I N Y A. Doctor Hiromi Shinya. Okay. So one of the things that he said in his book, is eat less, eat an alkaline-based diet, and drink what he said was four liters of congon water, three to four liters of congon water every day. So what's that? And, then, and so he talks about this ionized water that creates an electrical-based antioxidant. That creates a donor to the oxygen in, inside the body of a mitochondria. If people talk about acid-alkaline balance. I think that the ionized part is the big deal from that percentage. It's a, it gives a donor electron. So that's cool.
0: And, and a uh, lot of people ignore the fact that our stomach acid very much affects the alkalinity of our food anyhow, where totally. one of the biggest ways that we remove acidity is just breathing properly, breathing. exhaling. And, right. and I'm going to have you share how water plays a role in all of this too, but please continue.
1: Yeah. So for energy level, you breathe in oxygen. I always break it down like this. So the number one nutrient that we need is oxygen because we can do a test I always say, well, how long can you go without food? Weeks, months, sometimes you can live a long time without food. 40 days for sure. You can't go very long without water. No liquids, you're not gonna last that long. Maybe a week in the right conditions, in the wrong conditions like Arizona, you're gonna go a few days, you're dead, done. How long can you go without air? A few minutes. So to me, oxygen is the number one nutrient. We drink, we eat about 80 pounds a day, 80 to, 80 to 100 pounds of oxygen we take into our body, which has other nutrients as well, nitrogen, and things like that. The cell wants oxygen, number one. If it can't get oxygen, it's going to go to sugars, or it's, it, it's going to go to fats, one of the two. And some people might uh, metabolize fats better. Some people metabolize carbohydrates better. It depends on their genetics and methylation and all that sort of stuff, but we won't get into that. But the bottom line is that it's going to go to the next fuel. But if you, each level of fuel produces a different level of exhaust, if you will, like your car. If you've got cheap gas in the car, you've got more fume. You know, you, you go down maybe to Central America and you get the cheap gas and all. All the cars, same cars we're driving here. They got black smoke coming out of it. Is the cars? No, it's the gas. Same thing for people. It's the gas that's the problem. So, oxygen being number one, number two is going to be you know carbohydrates or fats, and then you go down the line, you know, alcohol, sugars, you know, and then you get into you know what all the different types of carbohydrates. It's just like grades of gas, and the more. Chemicals that you produce off of that are the more feedback or toxins that come up, the lower energy because the more energy you're getting to metabolize that. Now, when you're dealing with the digestive system, anytime time that I'm not able to turn that chunk of food, chop it all up, like mulch the, cut the grass and mulch it so it can cross, now I have undigested food in my intestinal tract. and What happens is that's, that's food for the bad bacteria. The bad bacteria get in and eat that protein, and they produce lots of toxins like indole and skatol, so people get depressed. Suddenly, they're not getting their proteins, and they're not able to make the polypeptide chains that have, ha, handle happiness and mood. You know, So they're feeling, I don't know why I'm so feeling so lousy, You know, after they've gone on a sugar binge the night before where they got the high of the sugar, and then the next day they feel bad because the bugs are all crapping in your blood system, yeah. essentially. Yeah, it's, yeah. So it's slowing people down. So when people stop eating, your body starts cleaning itself. And this is what Shinya came in. He said, look, if you want to clean out the system, the best, you've got to drink a lot of water. And why not drink ionized water? Because it seems to do a better job than typical water. And, and the thing is, is people go, water is water. Well, no, water's not water. There's tap water, chlorine water, ionized water, filtered water. You know, there's. I've tested over 150 different types of filters and machines and Variety, and and I look at water as like a DVD. It's like a a, 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 and and it's it's got. We're putting information into it. So if I add a salt, if I add sugar to the water, I've got a new movie. If I add a preservative, like I might find in a sports drink, right? Won't name any names. I I, I've added another part to that movie. If I add uh, you know amino acids to it. I've changed the movie, but essentially, water is still the driver behind that food, and we're mostly water, and that's water. And the information is transporting to play a movie inside our cellular system, right? And then that is that movie a horror show? Is it a comedy? You know, is it a, is it the Spartan three hundred? You know, I don't know. You know, but based on what people are doing, they can decide that. Now, when people fast or eat less. They tend to have a cleaner system, so they have a more efficient transport, essentially, of electrons. It's really electrons. I mean, at the end of the day, it's an electron going from here to over here at the cellular level, and it's electrons from breathing, it's electrons from food, it's electrons from all this stuff. And that's why when people go to a rock concert or they go to a big event like a Tony Robbins event, they go, I feel so much energy. Yeah, because the electrons are actually flowing through people and we're attracted, like we're electromagnetic biological, you know, antennas picking up and receiving energy. So, I mean, if you get in that vibe and understand that
0: there's more to food than food. Yeah, and this also explains these these electrons that's playing a role in grounding and when you go surfing and you feel super relaxed and like you know in the ocean catching a wave or just being in the in the water and connected to the environment.
1: Exactly. Now what's happened is in the modern world we've increased our exposure to electromagnetic frequencies by about 100 trillion times compared to say our grandparents. We've got so technologically advanced, we've lost some of the fundamentals. NASA understands if you take an astronaut out into space, he's missing something electromagnetically. They've got to get his frequency in order that he's used to being in the Earth because we're Earthlings.
0: How how do they do that in space?
1: uh, They use a variety of different electrical uh, signals. That run through the body because our heart only pumps about twenty five percent of the blood in the body. Cellular contraction actually handles the other seventy five percent. You can't build a heart big enough to pump blood through the whole system. Because seventy five percent, approximately, is the dental floss. So you know we think of arteries and veins and physiology, what I study, but you know, and you, you learn a little bit about capillaries and stuff. But that's really where things are happening. And so I'm not an insider at NASA. Most of my information comes uh, secondhand. Uh, so you have to, let's, let's qualify that. So I don't want to, if there's any NASA scientists here, this is one of the challenges of being out in space. I had a friend of mine that was the head of the Gottlieb space center. He's like, yeah, it, space is very challenging. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I get it. Earth so,
0: is challenging. I can Earth only imagine is challenging. space. Space is way challenging. <laughs> I think it's tough paying the bills. Yeah. What if you walk outside and you're dead? So increased detoxification with water consumption and by decreasing your food, um, it was the, the Dr. Shinya that kind of turned you on to Kangen water and the role that ionization and electrolysis? Yeah, so you get ionization through electrolysis. There's, there's a few
1: sources because you touched on this actually. People go, well, that's not n- normal. Well, yeah, it, it actually is. Most people have had the experience of walking by an ocean with waves crashing in. And there's that kind of freshness in the air and all that. Well, what's happened is we've created ionization. In other words, the electricity has separated and created little negatively charged ions that we ingest and we get all these electrons. Planet Earth would not exist without lightning strikes. We'd all be dead. And so there's these essential charges that we get energy from. And we can feel it by the ocean. can feel it By a waterfall, we can feel it after a lightning storm, or we can feel it if we drink ionized water. And and you know, maybe ionized water and that sort of thing wasn't necessary when we were all walking on the earth and we were all living in areas where we had access to a lot of ions, but now we've got a lot of what's called dirty energy. So the only way out of it, I like my computer, I like my condo, I love this, you know, I'm not here in conflict with this, but I have to recognize that there is an effects of that. So I need to find a way to get my body in electrical alignment. I need to find a way to get electrons as cleanly into the system as possible, and I need to find a way to get the free radicals that you talked about out of the system which are always positively charged ions, so if you put a negative and positive together, they cancel. So That allows me to live in the world as it is today at a high level of energy as opposed to a low level of energy, You know, and I can go a whole day without eating and be totally fine. It doesn't bother me. I'm not, I prefer to eat. I like eating. But if, if, if I don't, I'm okay, and I've done it many times. When I fly, I don't usually eat. And why is that? Uh, well, most of the food on planes is horrible. Number one, I mean, it's extremely dehydrating. A lot of preservatives. So you're getting a lot of positively charged ions with the food, and they don't talk about this with fats, carbs, and proteins that everybody learns about. So. That's a, plus it's super dehydrating being on planes. So you've got a two two fold thing, and and then you've got the shift in electromagnetic energy from you've gone from this place to that part of the world. So your body hasn't calibrated to that. So number two, I you're stop further on. disconnected from the earth. Exactly. And then you're getting cosmic rays coming in. So it's a it's a, combina- it's a it's a great space-time annihilator. If you're a caveman, it's like, wow, I can fly across. The-. You don't, they don't even know how big the world is. Now you can fly across it, right? So it's a great, it's an awesome thing, but we have to recognize there's costs to that. And how do I mitigate those costs with technology today and, and utilize it? So it's there. The biggest challenge is a lot of people don't know about it. A lot of people are suspicious about it because they're they're operating from a paradigm of 40 to 50 years ago, and the real or 100 years ago. You know, there's like the only eat within 100 miles, and the reality is is the average person in the world today doesn't have the time or energy or ability to integrate those things, and so that's what I'm kind of about. Is like how do I live in the world as it is and leverage technology in a way to improve? electron transfer in my body and free radical release from my
0: body that's it really yeah <laughs> it's kind of far out but no it makes complete sense you know and i i i had no idea about how big of a role electrons played in all of this until i really went deep down the rabbit hole and then i'm i'm drinking spring water and i'm and i'm seeking out structured water and different types and then i finally it took the plunge with a Kangen machine after awesome weeks and weeks and weeks of research. And, uh, and, and, you know, you're seeing all these people that are using it and swear by it. And then you've got other people saying it's, uh, you know, it's unproven and untested. I hadn't talked to anyone that had one and didn't like it. Everyone that had it was swearing by it. So I finally pulled the trigger and within a week or two felt a difference. In addition to the Kangen water, what are some of the things that you do on a daily basis to optimize your energy and focus?
1: First thing is, deep breathing trumps everything. And, I, and the, the interesting thing is, it doesn't cost anything. So people are almost like, well, come on, breathing? Everyone <laughs> yeah.
0: wants to spend the money on
1: something. <laughs> I know. What's, what's the trick? Well, start breathing. I mean, sitting here in the chair, I'm getting 30% of the oxygen that my body is designed. Humans aren't designed to sit in chairs yet. Maybe we'll evolve to I think some people are, <laughs> but but the reality is, is I'm getting 30% of the oxygen that I normally would in a standing position or deep breathing position. Number two is I'm not getting as much oxygen as I was if I was living in a forest or a rural setting or an ocean setting. So I've got a two-fold, I'm not getting enough oxygen, which is the primary source of food and electrons. So, But if I consciously deep breathe, and one of those things is I'm forcing out carbon dioxide so i've got to get that stuff out of the system we talked about alkalizing the body is getting the carbon out so first thing in the morning i walk out onto my onto my uh patio here and i start doing deep breathing for three or four minutes and then i have a, a series of little exercises that i run through that i learned in a meditation course which is energizing tensing and contracting the muscles not like hey i got to. Flex my arm haso. Yeah, it's tensing and getting in touch with the energy that, that that that's behind the flexion of the muscle. And so I tense and relax every part of my body to send consciously send energy through the system. After a while, you actually can start to feel it. At first, it seems kind of weird. You don't know what's going on, but then you get in touch with this other aspect and the life force energy, chi, prana, whatever you want to call it. You can actually feel it move throughout your body. That, to me, is number one. How and, do you do your breathing? Well, I, I do a couple things. Um, one of the things that I do is a double exhale, like a... So, into the nose twice, exhale, and I always start with the exhale. So, if the first one's short, and the second one's a long, like... And then, the, and, and, and the intake would be... And I'm not trying to fill up the chest. I'm trying to let the diaphragm come out and relax into the breathing. As opposed to when I was bodybuilding, you're like,
0: oh, you don't look at me, I can
1: hardly fit through the door. It's not, <laughs> it's not like that at all.
0: you got to kind of be okay with letting your belly come out, right. yes. not, not look like a okay. six-pack by the pool. That's right. Your
1: belly actually kind of relaxes and goes a little bit rotund. There's a couple uh, other ones I'll do. I'll practice Long, deep breaths as well, and when I do my meditation, so it'll start out just watching the breath, and then I might do um, uh, twenty second second inhale, twenty second hold, twenty second exhale. Oh wow! So yeah. one breath takes a full minute. One breath takes a full minute, and it takes a bit to build up to that. Yeah, you want to you want to start finding out how where your mitochondria is really at. Try that; it's amazing. And uh, so I'll do that. And, uh, and you know, this whole process doesn't take very long and anybody can do it and it's it's really affordable and it really makes a difference and it changes your brain state, changes the oxygen levels. And all of a sudden you're not that hungry. If you had to uh, decide between that or a workout, you got to pick one of the two. For me, it's not an either or.
0: It's gotta be both. Yeah.
1: I mean, it was only a hundred years ago that people got into cars and stuff and not everybody had one. Everybody walked a ton. And if you take a day, like I, once a week, in Vancouver, I like to go for a long walk around the seawall. we got this beautiful seawall. we got 30 kilometers or something like that of seawall. And I walk around, and I spend the whole day walking. And I'll get home at the end of the day, and I'll, I'll put in the same thing for a lot of uh, uh, waiters and, and waitresses at restaurants. You just watch a lot of them. They're putting in a lot of money. Most of them have pretty good calves, pretty good shape. You know, they're,
0: they're hustling. They're in a busy restaurant and they got a lot of walking. They didn't shape. yeah. For someone that has like a a Fitbit or something, how many steps does this correlate to?
1: You know, my minimum is I got to get 10,000 a day. That seems to be the magic number. Most people can put in 10,000 a day on 30 minutes, 40 minutes of, you know, a walk. You can get that along with whatever you're doing.
0: Right. What does a day look like for you in terms of nutrition, feeding and fasting windows? I take uh, one of these. A, a liter
1: of, of, of ionized congan water do you do the 9.5 pH yeah. okay yeah so we, I'll take that down I'll also take a, a, a shot of my vitamins and minerals fulvic acid delivery so I get 74 different minerals and I get like 10 different uh, vitamins all my B vitamins is that your D. is that something
0: you make as well yeah
1: yeah so okay. basically I found this you know this this really cool guy. Uh, years ago, he's long past now, but uh, he turned me on to whole fulvic acid delivery systems and and small liquid m- minerals and and all the noble elements like gold and palladium and silver and and the benefits they had on organ strength and and when I took it, I felt it and I was like, okay, I I, I can feel this and it, and one of the big things is it cut food cravings and so uh, it was a way of taking a mineral and a vitamin that number one you get more absorption for less, number two, but you've got the flow of electrons in the body because you have these noble elements that allows electrical flow. So the ancient culture is really into gold, for example. Well, gold's a great semiconductor, right? Silver, there's really good antibacterial. You know, there's all these different elements that they, you know, we kind of brushed aside, kind of like junk DNA. Oh, these are transmitters, they're not that important. Well, junk DNA, that's not that important. Well, now epigenetics is showing, yeah, that's really important, it ain't junk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll get on a... a, a I'm a mat for eight minutes to recalibrate my body—an electromagnetic mat. Okay.
0: Is, this a, is this a bio mat?
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's—I use a the technology I use is beamer. There's a variety of them out there. When oh, okay. I like, so I use this one because I like the the PubMed journals and things that that actually proved its effect. And and I got on it, and so now I'm tuned. I've got I've got my oxygen in the body. I've got my water in the body, right? And you um, feel the beamer? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you turn that up too quick, I mean, you're going to, you wake up in the morning and you've got the dark P, you know, you've just dumped some serious toxins.
0: So you have to go up on it really slow. So I'm uh, I'm I'm interested in talking more about that because I played around with a lot of the different PMF machines. And um, there's this this pernicious belief out there that more power is better with electromagnetic fields. And, uh, and that you got to get like the you know the PMFs 120s where your muscles are convulsing and stuff and, <laughs> and the beamer is relatively low intensity correct exactly exactly and what I like is it reduces interference
1: so if you look at the electro frequencies, one of the big issues that we have in the world today with all these electronic devices is we're getting all this static feedback that isn't in alignment like so if, if I play a stereo and you play a stereo in a room we get we get feedback and noise count, you get all those weird sounds and that fuzz and that's what we're doing on an electromagnetic level and so these guys figured out how to create a signal that, that there's actually several signals in the technology in very, very low uh, frequency like the earth and you, get, you, you create concordance inside the body, har- harmony inside the body as opposed to dissonance. When, when you started using the
0: Beamer, what changes did you experience?
1: Uh, first and foremost, I started doing the dark. I, I could always tell if I, I, I would just turn it up a little bit. And if I turned up a little bit, I'd get that little pain in my shoulder here. And I thought, oh, okay, now I know I got large. If you get into you know Chinese medicine, now I'm, I'm dumping large intestine. Then I noticed a few weeks in, oh, look at that. I got, a, I got some breakouts on my quads. But concordance... I started hitting lifts in the gym that I haven't hit in seven or eight years in my squats. And I'm going, okay, I think I'm getting blood flow down to areas that have been sludged up maybe for 10, 15 years. I don't know. So things like that. And I've tried it with other people and they'll get breakouts in different areas. And if you start to look at the area and you look at that person's history, oftentimes the area they're getting breakout is correlated with their nervous system, Chinese energy flow or in the, inside your spine each organ in each part of the body has innervation so this organ and this muscle when i'm doing my energization exercise most people don't realize is your muscles they are the chargers for your organs it's a, it, it, by moving my muscles it charges my organs that's why people when they exercise they feel more energy it's like a, a generator Electric exactly,
0: induction. And so movement creates energy. We we, we we got it backwards. We think that we've got this finite amount of energy and you don't want to use it all up. Right. But actually, the more you move, the more energy you have.
1: Right. And I, I started to notice, too, like when I go for a seawall bike or on my on my inline skates, I'd go skating on the wall. When I get up to speed and anybody, you're really kind of going, there's this euphoric feeling and I don't have this completely figured out but there seems to be something moving through the electromagnetic field of the earth faster and faster that creates more energy and I don't know what that relation is but there's I think there's something there because I I always go by how I feel and why am I skating along and I'm skating I'm sweating and normally I'd be if I was in the gym on a stepper or a stair climber or something I'd be tired but i'm not feeling tired i'm feeling euphoric and i want to keep pushing there's something else going on there and i think everybody gets it you know runners talk about the runner's high or it's like you, you could just keep
0: going there's also i mean you were talking about the ions the negative ions you're by the water so you're exposed mm-hmm. to negative ions there you're outside you're not breathing indoor recycled air of yep. the gym so yep. that's probably a component of it i think so
1: and, and then you're dumping out massive amounts of uh, CO2. Carbon, you CO two, because you're yeah. breathing hard, yeah, and you're sweating, so your pores open up. So that's kind of my routine in the morning, and then I'm I'll spend the next couple of hours doing my production. So I don't open my email box, I don't uh, take any calls or messages. The next two hours, I'm output because you know Adam Smith said that the law of wealth is that you have to produce more than you consume. So what people don't realize is information is a form of food. And if I'm on Facebook, if I'm, if I'm on social media, if I'm on YouTube, if I'm in my email box, I'm in consumption mode. I'm actually consuming. I'm consuming information, but I'm still consuming. So balancing my consumption with my production is something I've had to learn to do. This is an adaptation for the digital world. So I, I do that. So I put my, my number one business priority or my production priority... That first two hours a day, because I'm a morning guy and I'm fresh and I'm ready to go, and I do that. At that point, after two hours or two and a half hours, sometimes it goes two and a half, sometimes it's only ninety minutes, depending. I I, I need a reframe at that point, but you know, like I, I've just cranked out my best stuff. I'm out of there, and I head to the gym. Now, the gym will be one of two things. The gym will either be jumping on a rebounder, mini trampoline. I think if there's any exercise, I would have to do. That would be the, ex- yeah, exactly. That would be the best exercise because you can get a weight workout. You can get a, you, you can increase mitochondrial density. That's your factories inside there. You remove toxins. You pump your lymph. It's easy. It's in your house if you can do it. And you can travel with it. You can do bands on it. I do bands if you want to do strength exercise. Probably the best exercise ever. So I guess if you were to go back to your thing, I would do my breathing on the rebounder. Ah, there you go. I like it. That's, that's what I would do. <laughs> uh, and I really encourage that for people. Because 10 minutes, you can get a lot done in 10 minutes. Is that what you, do you set the clock for 10 minutes and you just jump? Uh, yeah, actually, I learned a routine from David Hall and it's extreme. It's intense. And this is what he does. And he has probably the healthiest muscle of anybody I've seen. He's done it for 30 plus years. Great guy. Walks the walk. That's all he does. He's super fit. Uh, just a great person. And he does that. And lots of times I'll just health bounce, you know, especially if I'm stressed out or something's getting to me, I, I just get on that thing and jump. And, you know, that's what little kids do. They see a bouncy bed, right? And they've eaten too much sugar. What do they do? They jump up and down on the bed or they jump up and down on the couch. People say, stop that. Well, I believe that their internal intelligence is telling them to actually do this yeah. because it's, it's moving the lymph to get the toxins that they just ate from the blue 40 dye or whatever, you know. like it's not a conscious intelligence it's it's an internal inbuilt intelligence that says i need to get this out of the system and you can and feel th- it you can you can totally feel it i grew up as a blue collar guy out in the woods my dad was a hard working guy you know and i had to lift rocks and cut trees and you know great land and do all the physical labor and so there's something that makes me feel good internally when i Lift and lug and do heavy weights, and I can only really get that feeling from weights, yeah. and uh, I like that, and and I, and I like the aesthetics. Uh, the reality is, bodybuilding, not in the contest mode or weight training per se. In the way I do it, I, I it's my art form. It's an it's a form of experience. You know, I gotta I got instead of putting some clay on my shoulders, as Arnold would say, I, I gotta do some exercises and and build the muscle up here and there to get an aesthetically pleasing because. You know, God gave me this body. Great. It's going to go at some point. So it's kind of like a bike. You know, well, let's put nice tires on it and let's oil the chain and let's drive it. And when it's done or it gets stolen or whatever, it's done. That's it. It's gone. Thanks. And we're on to the next program. So, I, Oh, I forgot to say, I'll have a, a big shake in my first meal. So lots yeah, yeah. of berry. I put berries, uh, hemp-based protein. We do a hemp-based protein and stuff like that. So maybe some pea protein with it, and uh, pea pumpkin and hemp. I think those are the the number one ones for me. Essential fatty acids. So I take some extra essential fatty acid capsules and stuff for myself. There's a variety of different ones out there that are great. I'm always experimenting, and I take my vitamins and minerals. I, I take that. So basically. That shake contains all the protein, all the essential fatty acids, all the vitamins, all the minerals. I have my enzymes and I have my probiotics all in one thing. But and, and, you know, whatever fruit or whatever depends on the season. And I just drink that down while I'm doing my first two hours in the morning. I mean, and uh, off to the gym, work out of the gym, come back, probably have another big shake, maybe some some form of carbs, potatoes or rice or baked potatoes or. Or apple or something. Usually something a little more starchy after the workout. I, I find if I don't have something starchy, I get a, I don't have that full feeling in my muscles. Right. And later in the day, I'll have a ginormous salad. And what I mean by a ginormous salad, if anybody wants to know how big the salad is, go to your local Whole Foods, get one of the big green bowls that they have, or one of those boxes. And make a big salad with it. And if the salad comes in at somewhere between twenty and and, and thirty five dollars, you're in the Wade zone. <laughs> you, know, that's, that's, you know, how big is your salad? It's, it's it's between twenty and most often twenty and thirty bucks. I, my record's thirty five, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, twenty to thirty dollar salad at Whole Foods,
0: you're in the Wade size uh, salad. What do you put on there for dressing?
1: Just uh, essential oils and, and, and vinegar.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, 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 and uh, sea salt. How many grams of fiber do you think you take down in a day?
1: Probably way more than the regular population because I'm, I'm having at least three shakes with hemp protein. Now, that's high amount of insoluble fiber. When there's soluble fiber and insoluble fiber, and a lot of people don't know the difference. The soluble, or insoluble fiber, which is the most important, because that's the stuff that's kind of gritty. So one of the things that people don't like about hemp protein for something, it's gritty. But that's the insoluble fiber that goes in and scrapes away the all that nasty biofilm that might make up that that's not so good for you and gets it out of the system, That's that sludge out of the system. So it's like this cleanses. And then, of
0: course, I got all my vegetables and salad. I mean… Yeah, uh, I would. I you know I would imagine just from what you're telling me that you're probably like fifty plus.
1: Yeah, I, I would say uh, I would if I was to I'd be I'd be fifty plus every day.
0: Yeah, and and most people. Where do you think most Americans are?
1: Definitely under fifteen. Yeah, probably under ten in a lot of cases. I think so too. And especially you see with like you know you go in the inside aisles of any grocery store and it's like the unfortunate part of that is is Today's food chemistry, the, the, the chemical brilliance, let's not look at the ethics or anything of the chemical brilliance of the foodstuffs that are being made that people are eating uh, releases opiates inside the brain, and what a person is, is is literally addicted like they're on heroin or crack cocaine or something like that to those foods, and I mean – People have got to just see it as it is, and, and that's, a, that's what really makes dieting for people difficult, is overcoming those. They, go, they have the great intentions. They, they got everything going, but they started taking that stuff when they were one, two, three, four years old, and they are biochemically addicted, and as soon as they come off it, they're going into withdrawal symptoms, and they have to understand that you're going to go through a period of withdrawal that you're going to feel maybe worse for a while, before you feel better, it's like you know. And if a person understands that, it's okay. But if they don't understand that, they often beat themselves up and say, "I can't do this," or "I don't know how to do this," or you know that sort of thing. And and that's very disempowering. And just recognize, hey, I, I'm actually hooked on this stuff. It's a drug. I'm, I'm 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 addicted like a drug. It's it's an illness. Disease is an illness. Like obesity is a disease, in my opinion. It's a it's a disease. And it can be traced to those biochemical components. You know, if I can feel great, you know, eating a ding dong, all of a sudden I, I don't get the same good feeling going to the gym. I, I've got a drug feeling here that feels way better. Let's just have another ding dong and watch someone play sports on TV. My brain is is on the field playing. It doesn't get to tell the difference. It's playing the game as as you see how passionate people in sports get with association with their teens. So the brain's getting the feeling. But the body's not getting the exercise, so the body breaks down. And so and as virtual reality comes in now as the next wave coming, we've got to understand the engineering brilliance of all these things is one thing, but we have to look at the social and biochemical addiction factors and learn how to manage that as we go forward with it, to use the technology in a way that enhances humanity as opposed to
0: dehances it. Are you of the approach, when someone wants to... To, to make a big change, and they know yeah. it's going to be hard. They recognize that there's an addictive component to these foods. Yeah. Are you more of the go all in, clean all the junk out of the house, commit 100% to eating the right types of foods, or are you start slow, gradually make more and more changes? What's kind of your philosophy, and what do you see working best?
1: Well, I, I, I know how I am. And I'm an all-in kind of guy. But that's a certain psychological I had a feeling. <laughs> yeah. But that's a, that, that's a psychological condition. And I can remember uh, it happened to me when I was personal training. I thought that anybody that couldn't, when I first was starting in my first few years, I thought that anybody that couldn't stick to their diet was weak. <laughs> you know? And that was my own psychological, emotional bias. I just was always a disciplined guy. I was always a guy that could go hardcore on something. And that was just my nature. And I... I didn't understand that not everybody was born that way, but as I exposed myself to hundreds and then thousands and then tens of thousands of people, I started to learn the social, physical, mental, all these different components play a role. The two things that people have got to get down, they've got to get deep breathing into their lives. And exercise often forces deep breathing. Yes. Okay. Number two, they've got to get hydrated. Trying to do all this stuff without... Enough water in the system is crazy. Water is seventy-five percent of the body. You, you gotta have three to six liters a day, and when you do that, it's much easier to, to stick with it. The other thing is, is people have to recognize that hunger is not really hunger. Hunger is almost always dehydration. Real hunger doesn't kick in until you're really, shaped, unless you have a, a blood sugar issue. And when people start out. Often their blood sugar is, you know, it's it's going on a very big curve, and as you go through the process, that curve kind of goes more to a sine curve and then eventually a straight line, and you don't spike and valley as much. And there's maybe one in a hundred people, two in a hundred people, maybe three in a hundred people that really have the ability to do something on their own, read something on the internet, do it, stick with it, and go with it, because everywhere you go. It's set up for you to fail. It's set up for you to eat more food. It's set up for you not to do something. It's set up for you to get distracted by this. So we have all these distraction mechanisms. So you need to have a group or a person or somebody that's your go-to person to help you go through it. And not somebody who's your friend. They might do it with you. But you need to have someone that can be give you honest, appropriate, professional feedback if you're caught in that as I call that drug loop of of obesity or de-energizing. You you just got to have that feedback until you get enough momentum that you're stabilized. And for a lot of people, they can get in shape maybe in four four months, six months, 12 months. But I've found that if you can stick with that program for at least a year, even if you go off it, you'll deviate back because by the end of the year, you feel so good that once you drop off on that, that becomes the new norm. So you've got to reset that norm in your life so that you you kind of self-correct to go at least go back to that. And then periodically, I think you need to expose yourself to what's the next level. Who's that, you know, finding someone that's at that next level of capacity outside your frame and then, you know, commit to that growth program again to say, hey, well, this is my baseline now. What could be the baseline
0: next year? And that can become a very exciting process. Yeah. Absolutely. Where can people find out more about your products, some of the enzymes and the proteins that you yeah. mentioned, and kind of a segue off of that is if someone was going to start with three supplements, they've got enough money to get three things, what would you have them invest in? Not including water, right? Something so would, it, would a Kangen machine be number
1: one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, hydration is king. Yeah. That's, that's one. What water Um, do you drink when you're traveling and you don't have your condom? I take my machine with me. You do? You bring it away? Yeah, I take my machine, put it in my bag. I got all my stuff in my bag. Yeah. In in my carry-on. Really? I don't don't care if my clothes get there. I don't care. In my carry-on, I got my water machine. I got my Anislaw. I got my enzymes, my probiotic, my vitamins, minerals, my protein powder. You know what? And my laptop. That's all I need. I can get anywhere. Do you bring
0: bring the full condom machine?
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, and the shower unit because I want chlorine on my stuff, too. We'll put that in there, too. Yeah. Put my And, and the two things I would take is, is, is enzymes and probiotics.
0: Enzymes and probiotics, okay. Well, they're
1: the workers. Yeah. And, uh, you know, individually, there's always to be individual deficiencies and stuff, but I haven't seen anybody over the long term that doesn't benefit from more enzymes and more probiotics inside their system. And uh, there's a
0: wide variety of quality. I will say that. And, and there's a lot of people that, that, you know, they've become disillusioned with probiotics as they've tried a bunch and they haven't noticed anything. That's right.
1: There's 500 strains approximately. That's the estimation. So some people, like Dave Asprey said, there's less. Some people say there's more. Uh, you know, they, they found these guys down in South America that had, you know, like 70% more probiotic strains they didn't even know of and that have been not exposed. To man, So who knows what the number is? Well, let's just say it's 500. There's a lot of different strains in their bacteria. good, 10% bad, 80% opportunists. For most people that's taking a multi-strain probiotic, let's say, there might only be one or two strains that are actually really what they need. And it better be a high-quality one that they can actually utilize and absorb. Because a lot of times they get probiotics, they're not working for it. Probably the probiotics were dead or didn't have what was said it was in it. That happens a lot. Um, so, So understanding that that... That microbiome is the technical word for it. is 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 a diverse and constantly changing situation. And anybody that's had food poisoning would know that. (laughs) You get food poisoning. That microbiome is completely different than when you don't have food poisoning, and it happened in you know one meal in a bad restaurant. So uh, enzymes and probiotics are are my king. I use a a particular uh, a patented strain of probiotics. So basically. We put it through a process that you've heard of super bacteria in hospitals. These bacteria that have been drug resistant. We created a process that allowed this particular probiotic strain to have super probiotic capabilities. It digests protein. I mean, I can't say some of the things. I don't want to lead people or make health claims, but it's a probiotic that breaks down protein, not just only inside the body, but everywhere, like inside the digestive system, it goes everywhere and it kills off viruses, retroviruses. Uh, It's a proteolytic because viruses hook on with a protein coating. Very, very, very important. Super aggressive strain. Doubles
0: every 20 minutes in the body. Then do you use that as like a systemic enzyme or a digestive enzyme? Well, well that's the probiotic. Okay. Uh, Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: So with the enzyme, if you take it on an empty stomach, you will get a systemic effect. And I know this. uh, I've proven this anecdotally simply by – I had a, a client of mine, she had a huge necrocious scar on her shoulder, which had that like the raised scar tissue. You know, it was about a half inch, very, very strong. She got it from a spider bite, and it was a really bad thing, and I'd give her some of my enzymes, and within five minutes, that scar would go crimson and start itching, and I said, well, this is really interesting. Uh, I had heard people of healing scar tissue and stuff with long-term uses of high levels of probiotics. She happened to be doing this. So I said, well, let's do this, and we started giving her more on an empty stomach. and every time she took it on an empty stomach, there would be a difference. Well, it took her about, uh, about a year, year little, almost a year and a half, and that half-inch scar, which she had for probably eight or nine years, became completely smooth, and the coloration went from that pink scar tissue right down to almost the same color that you could barely see the, 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 the scar compared to before over the course of 18 months. So that was a pretty phenomenal thing that, uh, that I witnessed. And, and I had heard, and there was, there's arguments. There are certain enzymes, pepsidase or peptidase and natokinase, some of those things that are only systemic enzymes. But I believe that any enzyme taken on an empty stomach or not being used in digestion will go recycled into the system because you don't find a lot of it in the stool. So uh, the body really wants to hold on to its enzyme because it's such a precious reserve. So I think enzymes and probiotics are the two number one things. Number three would be water. And if you weren't onto the the water thing or you had another form of water, uh, you know, whatever your choice is, definitely a good fulvic acid, uh, vitamin, and mineral. If I could squeeze one more in, I would probably say essential fatty acids.
0: Yeah, very good lineup. And are, are those all products that we can get from your site?
1: Yeah, we cover all those things. So. When we talk of uh, supplements, to me we call our company optimizer which is we develop things that we know optimize bodily or cellular function. And so I'm not saying that there's not supplements out there. There's all kinds of cool things that you can do, the brain smart stuff, the nootropics, or you can do pre-workouts or some like all those things. That, I'm not saying that you know, some work, some don't. There's a whole variety. Those to me are supplements. What we produce is mega high, like the highest premium pharmaceutical grade quality products that you can that we know support the healthy functioning of the cells. And a person does that, I say, look, do our program for 30 days, you'll love it. Do it for 60, you'll
0: know it's great. Do it for 90, you'll stick with it for life. I mean I'm sold. For people listening that that are as excited about as I am about about all of this. Where can they find out more about you, your products, and, and everything sure. you guys are offering?
1: Yeah, if you go to uh, buyoptimizer.com, we'll put the link in here, and uh, biooptimizer, so B-I-O, B I uh, O P T I M I Z E R S, so optimizer. Okay. So buy optimizer. You can get our blueprint. Uh, we have a blueprint for biological optimization. And also, if they go on the blog, They go on the blog. They can access the 12-week Double Your Energy course. And from that, basically, we talk about – I go into depth. I I think there's 84 videos in there that kind of explains all the different things that we've leveraged. And I bring in some experts on some areas like epigenetics and cool things on that. And then we do plain stuff like rebounding and and explain how this all works so that people can understand – why we promote these products because I'm always a philosophy-based guy first. If you understand the philosophy and you have the right philosophy, then the right products or services or technology shows up in your life. And so I cover everything in there that I use and that my clients use that have improved the quality of our life. And we just invite people and we refer people to this guy or that playing or this girl or that thing and say, hey, I learned from them. Go check them out. Uh, this is what I found. You try it too. And if you like it, use it. And if you don't like it, throw it away.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, very cool. Wade, I've had a blast. You're a brilliant guy. I thank you for your time. It's been a lot of fun. I'm I'm excited to check out everything that you're working on. And I I think people will like this. Maybe we can do a part two one day.
1: Hey, that would be really awesome. Uh, Great chatting with you. I love what you're
0: doing and uh, keep up the great work. Thank you, brother. Have a good one. Take care this episode is brought to you by IV Me Wellness and Performance Center in Chicago, my go-to resource for a number of biohacks including the UVLRX intravenous light therapy machine and the Myers cocktail intravenous vitamins. The UVLRX delivers multiple wavelengths of light directly into the bloodstream and has been shown to increase oxygen deliverability. Clean pathogens in the blood like viruses, bacteria, molds, fungi, and parasites, and much, much more. The end result is you feel more alert, you have decreased inflammation, more energy, and a number of other benefits, and that is why it is being used by everyone from clients dealing with Lyme's disease to professional athletes on the Chicago Cubs, Blackhawks, Bears, Bulls, so on and so forth. The Myers cocktail delivers vitamins like vitamin C, vitamin B12, vitamin B6, magnesium, and a few others directly into the bloodstream, which bypasses some of the absorption issues that can occur in gut dysbiosis when there is compromised digestion in an individual. And on top of that, it has been shown to optimize nutrient status, increase energy, improve oxygen utilization again, and a number of other desired effects. My clients and I have experienced some powerful phase shifts by combining these two biohacks along with a few others and IV.me is the place where we do it. So if you're in Chicago and you're looking to check out the UVLRX, the Myers Cocktail, or any of their other intravenous therapy options, check out IV.me on Wells in Chicago. This episode is brought to you by It, Keto OS Exogenous Ketones. Now, many of you know that when you fast for around 24 hours, or you follow a ketogenic diet, your body starts to produce ketones in the form of beta-hydroxybutyrate and acetoacetate. Now, we don't need to go into too much nerd speak, but what is really cool about Prove-It Keto OS, exogenous ketones, is that you're able to get these same energy-producing ketone molecules in a drink form, and it's a delicious drink form that tastes like chocolate or orange dreamsicle, and these energy-producing molecules improve mental clarity, they improve oxygen utilization during exercise, and have a whole host of other benefits. You can get them charged with a little bit of caffeine for an extra lift if you tolerate caffeine, or you can get them without caffeine if you are sensitive to stimulants. I've also found them incredibly helpful in bridging the gap as the body transitions into a state of ketosis and making that whole shift a little bit more tolerable. So I have found them to be very, very helpful. A lot of my clients love them. Just be a little careful if you are sensitive to dairy um, starting out. But besides that, they're amazing and they're coming out with a dairy-free option very, very soon. So to learn more about them, go to biohacks.com. ProveIt, P-R-U-V-I-T-NOW.com, and they have a free $14 or $15 sampler pack that you can get and see if they're a good fit for you. I use them just about every single day, and that website, one more time, is biohacksp